0: to the Campus Broadcasting
1: Network on 88.3 WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Well, uh, good evening. It's a little after 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And hopefully you're having a relaxing Memorial Day with all this strange wind and oh wow, we had a major little shower for about half an hour where i live over on miller so uh lovely day though nice day got a little humid but uh watch out for carly fiorini she might be wrapped around a telephone pole which is flying in the wind (laughs) (laughs) we'll give her a brain damage award it's uh i'm not going to talk too much about the presidential nonsense at the moment but she's apparently uh out in Iowa, making uh, her stump speech, and flung
2: herself into the ring. She's in the ring.
1: This is one of the most like a paper bag ascending in an updraft. Most incompetent CEOs in American history. Therefore, she's qualified to be president. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she thinks. Uh, but uh, her recent stump speech included this most bizarre claim, which I want to give her a brain damage award for. She uh, blames the. California drought on quote-unquote overzealous liberal environmentalists. Huh? Well, that'll uh, play well with Rush Limbaugh's crowd, but that's more stump than speech. It's just absolutely bizarre. I mean, the rain system that's coming on in off the Pacific uh, Ocean, and the Pacific Ocean uh, goes through phases of warming and cooling, is just simply going way north of California. Zealous liberal environmentalists have nothing to do with uh, how the trade winds work. Well, neither do they have anything to do with the <laughs> egregious waste
2: of water in cities like Las Vegas where open fountains continuously pump
1: water into the evaporative cycle. So the drought has many causes, but liberal, zealous uh, liberal environmentalists aren't one of them. Uh, they're actually trying to do something it isn't isn't it the tri- dick cheney who has access to the evil weather control machine anyway well probably you know he's probably that's his circle of his undisclosed location these days is probably one of the the moons of saturn super villainy where he is hanging out with the mini me george bush back in the news As this uh, country continues to have strange debates about ISIS, John McCain somehow thinks that if the United States dispatches 10,000 troops to Iraq, boots on the ground, this bizarre phrase that we hear almost every day now, that that will do something about the situation. uh, He always picks these holidays in which fallen
2: servicemen are acknowledged to propose making a few more dead servicemen.
1: More harebrained military (laughs) actions in the Middle East. Mm. And uh, just for the record, by the way, uh, let's remember that the status force agreement in Iraq was negotiated by George W. Bush. Uh, Maliki was his man, Um, if you will recall the chronology of the Iraq War, and uh, whether or not the United States should uh, worry too much about some of the sand that uh, ISIS controls. Uh, One spokesman said that this is becoming a war about flags. Obviously, the Iraqi military has deficiencies that uh, the United States has no ability to control at this point. But uh, let's be thankful that we still have 10,000 troops in Afghanistan. Uh, We've been there since 1979, and if my math is correct, by next year... The United States will have been in Afghanistan longer than the Soviet Union was in Eastern Europe. (laughs) That's uh, pretty scary. And uh, to, sadly, uh, such wasted effect. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting. In today's uh, New York Times, by the way, there's a little uh, editorial by Charles M. Blow about the uh, human cost of war. This, of course, is only the American military deaths in various wars, uh, dating back to the, uh, Civil War, the Civil War, Spanish-American War, World War I, World War II, Korean War, Vietnam War, and Desert Storm slash shield are covered, not Iraq and Afghanistan. But, uh, of course, the sad reality is that the number of civilians dying in these, uh, modern wars is, uh, extraordinary. The number of refugees being created, extraordinary costs, and, uh, It's uh, reassuring to know that ISIS is is using American weaponry, both captured and probably bought on the open market. So that's uh, one area of public policy that we need to do something substantive. As for these presidential candidates... in, In a way, you could say that's just another wing of the gun lobby. Another wing of the gun lobby. They don't care if they're who buys them? Who uses them? Who gets shot with them? Creating uh, product, mayhem. Um, why don't we send them dead chickens instead, since we're slaughtering millions of them in the Midwest these days due to avian flu. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's a sorry situation in Syria, Iraq. And uh, I just don't understand this uh, hypothetical question that the media is now posing to the presidential candidates would you have gone into iraq knowing what we know now
2: <laughs> well actually knowing what we knew then yeah might be a better way to frame that question
1: precisely it was george w bush carl rove dick cheney and condoleezza rice that were the big hawks uh pushing for this misguided war that uh created isis basically so, uh, as uh, Pogo once said, we have met the enemy, and he is us. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, uh, the, the uh, human cost of war regarding American servicemen, uh, battle deaths and other, other deaths. Interesting to note, by the way, in the Civil War that uh, quite a lot of the um, deaths in the Civil War were actually not battle deaths. Um, extraordinary uh, numbers on that, because he actually has the Union and Confederacy uh, broken down. Confederate woundings, by the way, are are unknown. I think there are still some Confederate uh, ancestors that are holding those wounds in their heart, hence all of our uh, horrible relations here in the United States. I keep wondering, if the Union won the war, why do we keep uh, adopting the policies of the Confederacy? (laughs) <laughs> it's very troubling. Well, and, you know,
2: speaking of the Civil War, I think it's largely forgotten that the holiday that we now know as Memorial Day had its origins as Decoration Day. Yeah. Uh, which is what my grandmother used to call it. And, uh, gee, Grandma, why do they call it that? Well, it's the spring cleaning. You decorate the graves of soldiers, and it goes back to the Civil War. Of course, my grandmother was born in a year... 50 years or so from the end of the Civil War, which is closer to that war than we are now to World War II. As you say, in some ways, we're still fighting the Civil War. But uh, Decoration Day uh, is maybe a more specific thing. Maybe we should have a day to contemplate the Civil War as opposed to uh, just sort of these blanket holidays where we, uh, unfortunately have a tendency, uh, nobody wants to underestimate the incredible sacrifices and losses uh, of America's servicemen, but the unfortunate uh, tendency in our culture to valorize the athleticism of war, uh, forgetting that it's the ultimate tragedy uh, to uh, render heroic acts of uh, just sheer survival is, of course... Something instinctive to do, but we've got to remember that a lot of these wars were not about protecting our freedoms at home
1: not we've at always all.
2: been free at home
1: we 've always been free at home, and unfortunately, the corporate interests have often played an, an amazing role in in these wars uh You know you can even make some persuasive arguments that much of the Vietnam War was about corporate interests protecting corporate interests um, and certainly the wars in the Middle East have <laughs> Had oil as a as a main component, but not the only component, because obviously these civil wars that are going on in the Islamic world uh, have uh, go back centuries and are not things that the United States understands terribly well or can do much about. Um, and while ISIS uh, poses a threat to people in the region because they are barbarians, uh, and let's not mince words about who they are, or what they stand for. Um, this, the, the the slaughtering of civilians that, that they deliberately engage in is extraordinary. And uh, <clears throat> they target uh, civilians uh, for their religious beliefs, uh, something that the, is reminiscent of the Nazis, unfortunately. But this is not an element uh, that is a threat to America. Precisely. Saddam Hussein was not a threat to America uh, because uh, Saddam Hussein did not— have an Air Force, and he didn't have a Navy, and he could, could not project power beyond his immediate borders. He certainly was a menace in the region, but let's not confuse Saddam Hussein with Adolf Hitler.
2: <laughs> As uh, was repeatedly uh, tried over and over again, even that famous, was it Time magazine or Newsweek, that had the aggressive shadowing <laughs> under the mustache in the photo of uh, of Saddam Hussein on the cover.
1: Yeah, well,
2: the hair looks just a little
1: much of the Iraqi military wore mustaches resembling Saddam Hussein, but Yeah, I'd, they cropped his mustache. That's what it was to make it look more Hitler-esque I don't remember too many Germans wearing the mustache of Adolf Hitler. That mustache was uh, Silly from well. Beginning.
2: As, yeah, well as Douglas Fairbanks the great silent <laughs> film star noted. Hey chaplain. They stole your mustache
1: It's yeah. ridiculous and, of course, Charlie Chaplin made one of the great movies spoofing Adolf Hitler. Indeed, he uh, claimed that mustache right back. It was uh, both a buffoon. It is a clown's mustache. And a menace to human civilization. By the way, I uh, did finally receive my uh, edition of the London Review of Books regarding the interesting article by Seymour Hersh, The Killing of oh, Osama right. bin Laden. Highly recommend this uh the London Review of Books. Uh, normally, Seymour Hirsch, by the way, publishes stuff in uh, the New Yorker. Uh, this article might have been a little too daring for the New Yorker. Uh, it's fairly well known that the um, editor of the current editor of the New Yorker, David Remick, is uh, <gasps> somewhat of a fan of of uh, of uh, Barack Obama. Uh, and while I think Hirsch uh, has many persuasive points in the article, um, I do believe, and I continue to question, that uh, Bin Laden's body was disposed of in the Hindu Kush, you know, out of a helicopter. I think that's, first of all, impossible to um, to prove or disprove. And he basically does question the burial at sea, claiming it never happened. He also explains how and why. Uh, The cover story that the uh, administration initially agreed on uh, got all messed up. And that was because one of the choppers that went into uh, Pakistan uh, crashed and there was (laughs) a fire. And we live in uh, the era of cell phones and Twitter and all that stuff. So the White House pretty much had to Admit that they had killed bin Laden. I don't dispute uh, the fact that he was murdered. I don't think they meant to take him alive. And I'm not too sure that they even should have. (laughs) Uh, I doubt that a propaganda trial involving Osama bin Laden would have been useful for human civilization. But I do think that the gist of the article about the covert uh, wink-wink, (laughs) nudge-nudge... cooperation between ISI and the United States is exceedingly plausible. Uh, The idea that the uh, Pakistani ISI would turn off the lights, cut the electricity, and allow the American choppers into their airspace is relatively plausible, and that they would uh, have plausible deniability about, quote, knowing anything about what was going on is also plausible. The Pakistani government and ISI would not want to claim to have killed bin Laden. They were delighted that America took responsibility for that. Uh, As for the specifics of the raid, uh, we'll never know all of the details. Certainly the military issued a gag gag order preventing uh, soldiers from talking. And indeed, one of the f- factors that I think confirms many aspects of Seymour Hirsch's article in the London Review of Books, the May 21st, 2015 edition, by the way, you can look that up, I believe, online at lrb.uk. That's a relatively easy uh, website to remember. I don't know if they charge for uh, viewing this uh, particular Article, but it is fascinating uh, that uh, both, uh, well, two soldiers in particular, Matt B- Bissonette and uh, John O'Neill, Robert O'Neill, excuse me, um, <clears throat> both uh, kind of came out and said, "Yeah, we we were two of the commandos that shot Bin Laden." Matt Bissonette is uh, this uh, back in November was uh, basically uh, sued by the Justice Department. They opened up a criminal investigation uh, because he uh, wanted to publish a book. He wanted to basically sell movie rights to a book called No Easy Day, uh, allegedly worth $900,000, that had to be vetted by the Pentagon. These gag orders are just simply operating procedures in the U.S. military. Well, one Sorry. wonders if someone. Just the uh, way it works. Yeah. Well,
2: you become a soldier, you sign over certain yeah. rights uh, exactly. and liberties. Uh, that's to be expected. But one wonders if someone somewhere in the uh, Pentagon is scratching their head—a more creative, artistic type of individual, thinking, "Hey, movie rights are worth big money. We could sell the movie rights to any future secret operation. Sure, ourselves. So Hollywood just needs to get in touch with the Pentagon's agency.
1: Pay down a little bit of that Pentagon debt. <laughs> Their budget's <laughs> about $580 billion a year, and gee, our annual deficit's about $800 billion. <laughs> You do the math. Yeah.
2: Uh, does Hersh's uh, article go into some of the questions involving, say, for example, how long was bin
1: Laden in Pakistan, or how long did the Pakistani ISI? know he was there? Well, he he goes on to suggest that there were high-level elements that knew he was there and that this was covered up and that uh, he was essentially under house arrest. He had apparently moved and hid out in the Hindu Kush uh, after escaping, pursuing American troops. I've always been a little suspicious of the uh, chronology and rendition of those events, I might add where they supposedly had bin Laden cornered back in December of uh, 2001, uh, it was most convenient to have bin Laden on the loose
2: Oh, indeed, it was. He for Bush's re-election. Yeah, he resembled uh, nothing so much as uh, George Orwell's Goldstein in 1984. The nebulous. Where is he? He's dangerous. He's out there. It was the ultimate abstract supervillain.
1: And there's a precedence for this, by the way. It's 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 noteworthy to observe that Joseph Stalin denied that the Russians had killed had found Hitler's bunker. Yeah. Uh Hitler of course committed suicide. Uh he he killed his dogs first. <laughs> Why he had to kill his dogs, I don't know, but uh They could not live without their fur. He he did. And he instructed his uh able, uh Igor, his assistant, to uh burn his body along with Eva Braun. Uh he apparently shot her <gasps> <laughs> which is equally strange. Yeah. While, while they took cyanide The Nazis always had a thing about cyanide <laughs> Well Frau Goebbels
2: Administering the cyanide to her own children Of yeah. course is one of The great horrific
1: deeds Just twisted I mean, Wow These were the leaders of the, uh, the Nazis a Thousand year Reich They uh, were Stupid people <laughs> To say the least They valorized
2: the athleticism
1: <clears throat> of war uh, but anyway, Hirsch does go into the extensive uh, so-called cover-ups that were involved, and I think that there were some benign cover-ups here. Uh, as I mentioned last week and would reiterate again, there's no question that the, it, it's in Pakistan's interest to deny that they knew about bin Laden being in Abbottabad. Well,
2: for a couple of reasons. One, that that secret knowledge is an incredible strategic asset.
1: Yeah, or that they would... Um, Open the door to allow the American yeah exactly choppers through. Uh, this, by the way, has its uh, sort of a historical resemblance to uh, uh, Ariel Sharon hmm. allowing the Christian Phalangists into the Palestinian refugee, refugee camps, camps Shaba and Shatila, back during the uh, Lebanon invasion of Israel in 1982. Those atrocities, and I think there were about 12 to 13,000 civilians slaughtered by Christian Phalanges, uh, connected with Jamil of Lebanon at the time, is how Ronald Reagan uh, decided unilaterally that America should take over Israel's occupation of Lebanon. <laughs> so he dispatched the Marines. Who were then drug-bombed. Lebanon. And Hezbollah, of course, was created out of that chaos. Uh, Ronald Reagan uh, has never released any, there have never been any demands for the release of documents, emails, uh, State Department documents, Defense Department documents on anything involving Ronald Reagan's uh, presidency by the Republicans who are running the government and are demanding Hillary Clinton release her emails about Benghazi. Well, how about Ronald Reagan's uh, bombing of Benghazi back in the nineteen eighty six? Might have contributed to some uh, the growth of terrorism in the Libyan region, which, of course, is yet another example of uh, Western intervention in the Middle East that's uh, not turned out terribly well. Uh, the United States, of course, took a little bit of a backseat role to France's involvement in uh, that. Uh, show of air power. And it's interesting, just for the record, that Libya is now sort of the transit point for a lot of this human migration mm-hmm. that's uh, coming into Europe. That's uh, These migrants are fleeing Africa and all sorts of uh, socioeconomic problems throughout the northern continent of Africa and the Middle East, for that matter. Some people are traveling thousands of miles and paying human smugglers Thousands of dollars, uh, or to,
2: paying even with their lives in yeah, transport,
1: and getting on rickety boats that are sometimes even abandoned uh-huh. uh, by what can you say criminals? <laughs> That's essentially what it's become, and this is a serious European problem because uh, the countries that uh, migrants are either being rescued. Uh, on the on the shoreline from or uh, apprehended in boats, so to speak, are uh, not in any position to take in uh, Furthermore, unskilled uh, human beings.
2: Exactly. And it's
1: easy to see
2: how, again, reaction to reaction to reaction, the incredible rightward swing in European politics where, you know, legendarily uh, progressive and liberal countries like the Netherlands shift so far to the right uh, because of the nativist tendencies of this uh, sort of economic backlash to, oh, no, more guest workers. We don't need any more guest workers now. We wanted them before when uh, their numbers were manageable, but uh, it's too late to
1: stem the tide. And this this human migration problem is not just confined to the Mediterranean. Of course, in recent weeks we've seen uh, amazing uh, stories coming from uh, the Asian uh, Burma Malaysia, Indonesia, Australia area of the world, the Adaman Sea, so to speak, and the uh, Burmese uh, Rohingya people. Uh, the facts are are alarming: two hundred and twenty-five million unemployed people globally. Um, there's no substantive discussion in any of these. Uh, Presidential campaigns about any uh, economic uh, solutions to any of this stuff. Uh, instead, we are told that Barack Obama has not made the border safe for Americans, that ISIS may somehow trickle across the drying up Rio Grande River <laughs> to launch a terrorist attack. <laughs> what
2: is this, the uh, trying to breathe new life into the Zimmerman telegraph? <laughs> I mean oh no an invasion from mexico of arab terrorists sure that's plausible right in some sort of fantasy scenario the sandinistas will be right there with them
1: yeah they galloping we're always a threat to brown aggressively brownsville brownsville, <laughs> brownsville station <laughs> Ronald well, Reagan's famous speeches about uh, how Brownsville was under threat by Nicaraguan Yeah,
2: he said, communists. well, like three days march or whatever. But uh, in reality, the Sandinistas were too busy trying to defend the uh, rural health clinics from Contra arson attacks. So that never materialized. But again, the threat of it's sort of the inverse of saber rattling, where you just try to frighten your own populace with these uh, ghostly and imaginary threats of uh, unlikely
1: uh, attack scenarios. So anyway, the the Cy Hirsch article is well worth reading just for its interesting relationship between, shall we say, the truth-telling of the military-industrial complex and what really happens. Um, I think that he goes to kind of a silly le- uh, length to argue that... Uh, Bin Laden was killed in violation of international law. I don't believe so. Uh, the CIA has a prohibition against the assassination of foreign leaders who are heads of state. <laughs> Bin Laden is not a head of state. And uh, it is interesting that uh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed has yet to be tried anywhere uh, here in the United States, whether it be uh, Guantanamo Bay which, uh, last time I checked, uh, is still located in Cuba. <laughs> One of the spoils of the, uh, delightful Spanish-American war. Remember the main, please. You,
2: uh... Well, actually, remember, uh, Hormel Meats, too. Uh, you, you mentioned the number of Civil War deaths that were not combat-related, uh, I believe it's uh, true that more uh, U.S. soldiers died from tainted meat uh, in the Spanish-American War than from hostile fire. That's quite likely. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: That's in the uh, Howard's Inn somewhere. Spam. 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 <laughs> Eggs and spam. Spam. <coughs> Eggs and spam. 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 Yeah. Well, spam is uh, is crucial for uh, how America won the war. <laughs> No doubt. But uh, there's even, by the way, some some continuing debates about whether or not uh, the main ever was blown up by the...
2: uh, with a mine. Yeah, actually, there's uh, uh, significant arguments have been made uh, with fairly compelling evidence to suggest that it blew up from the inside. Yeah. It was a boiler explosion.
1: Might have been a genuine accident, but uh, as uh, Orson Welles so eloquently puts it in Citizen Kane, Um, I'll supply the headlines. You supply the war. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There you have it. And uh, unfortunately, war in the United States has been uh, way too uh, uh, common and too frequent. By the way, on the Spanish-American War, 306,000 American servicemen, battle deaths 385, other deaths 2061. Yeah. Sounds like spam to me. (laughs) And, uh, by the way, uh, on on the issue of eggs, by the way, just remember that uh, we are slaughtering 80% of the birds that are stricken by this uh, avian flu are hen-laying chickens. So egg prices are going up. If you're going to make that potato salad with eggs, do it quickly. We would like to thank Andrew... uh, the Reverend Andrew for engineering once again this evening do stay tuned Yazoo City calling is coming up with uh, Weston at least I saw Weston in the yep. in the house so I uh, do stay tuned the down home blues right here on WCBN FM and Arbor
0: Your radio is on it's on
1: 88.3 FM. WCPNFM, Ann Arbor's 24-hour open-minded radio surprise pudding, licensed to the
0: Regents of the University of Michigan, operated by students at the University of Michigan, uniquely maintained as a healthy alternative and a positive influence on the mental health of the Ann Arbor community. You are here. Good evening. The time is now seven o'clock. This is Yazoo City calling our weekly tribute to the down-home blues. Broadcasting to you every Monday from 7 to 8 p.m. here on 88.3 FM WCBN Ann Arbor. My name is Weston. I'm your host this week. Uh, This program has been running since 1988 when Jerry Mack uh, started it here at CBN in Ann Arbor. And uh, we're glad to bring you the blues every Monday. Uh, I'm joined in the studio with uh, Alyssa, who's my good friend and companion. And um, uh, Good afternoon, Weston. Hi. Hi. So um, anyway, you came down with me because I was doing the show today, and I just asked you what you wanted to hear, and um, you had requested a few songs which we're going to play, and we're going to start off with uh, this one, which is a, a classic in the uh, Delta uh, blues... Um, Skip James In his 1931 recording Of Devil Got My Woman Which was um, He originally auditioned with H.C. Spear In Jackson, Mississippi And then was uh, sent to Grafton, Wisconsin To make these recordings Right as Paramount Records was finished.